your exclusive home of the D-backs. Diamondbacks. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. 2.30 every Tuesday, we get to talk Diamondbacks baseball with the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Tori Lovello, who joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. In advance, the Diamondbacks taking on the Astros today at 510. You'll hear that game on ESPN 620. Joining us right now from Houston, Tori Lovello. How are you doing today, Tori? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. How are you? Look at this timing. Can you oh, believe it? I finally I, figured it out. Seriously. <laughs> I, I was going to say something, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let it slide. I you know should have given you an attaboy. You are That's right good. on time, Tori. That's good. That, that makes me not as mad at you as I was like five days ago. <laughs> well, was, were you mad at me because of a move I made, or were you mad at me because of how late I call in every no, time? No, I was mad because you didn't let Zach Allen pitch the ninth inning at 98 pitches. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, what we talked about here at this point in time of the season is let's just get our guys, you know, up and out, keep them working, keep them, keep them grinding, keep them doing what they're doing, and then not put them in a, in a, in a red line stressful situation. Um, you know, I could have, and I told him that, and I've told Merrill the same thing because I, I clipped Merrill uh, one game. He looked at me, and he's like, hey, uh, you sure I got this ninth? I think I had to get 93 pitches or 95 pitches. And I just said, look, if we're, if we're racing towards something special next year in September, um, and we got, we got to finish this game off and we've already committed to going ahead and, and pushing you guys as far as we can, knowing that we're going to have a really healthy off season. I will allow you to finish this game or I will put you in a position that's going to give you the chance to finish this game. But at this point in time, you know, it just didn't make a lot of sense. You know, Zach Allen has, has battled injuries last year. He's having a very healthy season this year. I know what a, a CG would have looked great on his resume, but it just didn't make much sense based on the conversations that we've had internally. It just made sense to get him off his feet and call it a day. All right. Uh, my last one on this, cause I won't, I won't beat a dead horse. I just, if you had a closer, like if you had a legitimate closer, Closer. I get it. I get it. Let him get the win. But the problem is that this bullpen has the most losses in baseball, and it really can't be trusted. And for a guy to work that hard for eight innings, I almost like let him. If he, if he puts a runner on base, okay, take him out. You know. But if he gets the mm. first guy out, then let him get the second guy out. And then even then, if he puts a runner on base, take him out. So, you know, that was just my thought. I kind of felt bad for him because he had pitched so well, and this this bullpen is just one that you know, as we all know, this bullpen just can't be trusted. You know, I'm with you, Gambo. Um, it was it was painful for me too as I was watching that inning unfold. And I mean, I felt terrible for him. Terrible for him. He he came out of the game with the lead. It looked like everything was going to be right in place. And you know, unfortunately, it's not the first time something like that has taken place. And we got to be better. All of us have to be better. You know, we 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 can't walk into that ninth inning with a one run lead if we have a chance to push more runs across. So offensively, we could have done better. And yeah, it's it's an easy target to say with with the bullpen as to what they've done. And I know what those numbers are. And you're right. I'm not going to downplay that. we got to be better there as well. Troy Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. I want to ask you about Alec Thomas and the decision to send him down to Reno. That one, I know it's been a struggle for him the last several weeks. So in that regard, it's not surprising. But given kind of his standing within the organization, I just sort of assumed that once he was here, he was here to stay. What went behind the thinking in, in that decision, Tori? Yeah, it was a very difficult decision, um, and you know, we 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 knew that Jake was going to be coming back from the bereavement list. We knew that we had to make a move, and um, you know what we've been watching Alex do for the first several weeks of his call up was take the game to the next level and just really go out there and, and achieve. 
Um, but it has been a grind for him. It has been uh, a little bit of a challenge. I felt like there was starting, he's starting to show a little bit of a loss in confidence. Uh, maybe it was the case and maybe it wasn't. But in, in my opinion and the evaluator's opinion that we were you know, looking to make this, this decision the right one, and who knows if it's the right one. It's just given all the facts that we were laying on the table, we just felt like it would be the best thing for him to go down. I know there's only three games in Reno, and they're going to play some meaningful games here as, as they enter the playoffs. It's to give them a chance to take a, a deep breath in and say, hey, look, I'm going to be okay. I was making some mechanical mistakes. I was making some, some mistakes with, with my pitch selection. Let me just catch my breath for a second and get back on my feet. And I felt like it would be the best opportunity for him to push forward and have a very healthy offseason, have a good ending rather than an ending where he was just hanging on. The bottom line is I just felt like he wasn't the same version of himself when we were trying to get him back there. And with a decision that was looming, a tough decision that was needing to be made, we had to make it, and it landed on Alec. What I explained to him is that he is still a very big piece of this organization. We are looking to go into this next this next dimension as to you know, what we can account, accomplish as an organization. He, his name is firmly planted in, in, in those discussions. So it's just a little hiccup. He'll find himself back to getting back to the big leagues as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely the right decision. He had gone seven for fifty-five in the month of September. He's batting one twenty-seven. He goes to Reno last night. He's got a double. He's got a couple RBIs. I mean, so good for him to you know to to get his confidence back and build that up. And it allows you to play some guys in center field because you've got three center fielders uh, on that mm-hmm. roster. So just give me your thoughts on getting some reps in center field for some of these other guys. Yeah, good point. You know, um, Barshall will get some looks. Um, Corbin Carroll, who we feel like has an unbelievable future ahead of him, he'll get some looks there. And then Jake has been getting getting looks all season long in center field. So, yeah, I, I love our outfielders, which include Alec Thomas um, and Stone Garrett and, and, and Jordan Lupo. We have a really athletic group. In fact, to the point where I was talking to um, an opposing player that I know well with, with the Dodgers, and he said, look, your outfield is so good, we have called it the no-fly zone. You, either you hit the ball over the fence <laughs> or it's going to be caught. Do not hit it where you're going to have it land on the ground in the outfield because it won't happen. So I love the no-fly zone, and that's a credit to the guys that we have, the scouting department, the player development. Our guys get after it. So wh- whoever we put in center field, it just doesn't matter on a given night. We've got some really good athletes out there. Our chat with Tori Lovello here on the Burns and Gambo Show. They're taking on the Houston Astros coming up this afternoon. You'll hear it over on ESPN 620. I, I know there's a variety of reasons that go into a decision like this. With the decision about Mad Bum, was it more about him or was it more about everybody else in the rotation making sure they had a chance to do the things they wanted to do and for you to get more looks at them? Yeah, fair ask. A combination of both. Um, probably more the latter, I would say. Uh, you know, Bum had a full season. It's a grinding season. It was one that uh, saw him pitch very well, and then he just he got into a little bit of a rut and just couldn't seem to catch a break, whether he pitched well and we didn't score many runs or whether he gave up too many runs to not allow us to play catch-up. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, something happened there along the way, and I figured with the last outing that he had against the Dodgers, which was unbelievable, I wanted to sit on that one for the rest of the season, uh, rest of the off season. And I know we're all looking for small victories every single time we get out there and play this game, and I just thought for Bum that made the most sense. And then part two of that is we have some really good young arms that we need to evaluate. And with the off days, yesterday and then another update coming up on Thursday, I felt like we could adjust the schedule accordingly and let these guys go out and show me what they could do and show this organization what they could do. Get them out and stretch their legs a little bit. Bum didn't need to stretch his legs. He had already he accomplished everything he needed to accomplish uh, this year. We know what his evaluation is. 
We've talked to him about making some adjustments, and he's accepting those. And he's worked his butt off to make good things happen. And he'll just have a good, healthy offseason. And I just wanted to make sure that the rest of the guys got the opportunity to show us what they could do and get to that, that certain point where we could evaluate them properly. Is there something different you would like to see Mad Bum do in the offseason that maybe Mad Bum typically doesn't do in the offseason? You know, he's got a he's got a really good routine through the course of the offseason. You know, it involves running and lifting. Um, and he's a very strong man. Uh, and he, he just continues to add on to that, 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 that overall core strength. Uh, I think the one thing that I talked to him about mostly was, you know, being able to land pitches in, in all four areas of the strike zone. He gets a little, um, predictable, uh, with certain pitches that are going to land in certain spots and he can carry balls all over all those four quadrants. And I just wanted to make sure that as he was getting back into his throwing routine this offseason, that he understood how important it was to land pitches in all four of those areas. Last year, you guys had 43 stolen bases. You've got like 91 right now. Um, after Varsho, Marte, Alcantara all had some. Your, your top 10 in Major League Baseball. How does it, how does that speed, and we've talked about this quite a bit, but how does it, how does it change the way you manage? Yeah, look, my mindset is let the boys run. I love it. And I've, I've, I've always managed that way, but I got to manage the team that we have. And when you don't have team speed, you've got to be creative with how you're going to be able to read and get early breaks and take advantage of certain moments and certain matchups. But when you have this much team speed, I can manage this team a whole different way. We are going to put pressure on the defense. I want, I call it pressurizing the defense, uh, to make plays a little bit faster than that they've prepared for. And I'm watching very good defensive teams try to pick up the baseball and make plays that they just aren't equipped to make. And when you do that and you move fast, you're going to make mistakes that's plain and simple that's that's version number one version number two is we're going to put pressure on the pitcher to get the ball to home plate a little bit quicker and try and, and hear that black noise over their shoulder at first base those balls tend to wind up in the middle of the plate which get hit off the top of the wall and and then the third point is we're going to just run until we we you know successfully get to second base i want to do it at a, at a certain percentage which represents a net positive when you're talking about run production and when you put a man in scoring position you're going to score more runs plain and simple it happened in the dodger game i think it was game two game three against the Dodgers. We got on base a couple times, stole, stole second base, Walker, base hit, 2 nothing, and the, by the fourth inning because we had a lot of team speed. So there's a lot of different versions of why it takes place, and I want to manage the type of team um, that we have right now because we are going to put the boys in motion and get some stolen bases that are going to equal a lot of extra runs. Tori, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on for a few. Good luck today against the Astros. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks, Skip. Joy Lovello joining us on the Arizona Sports Line for his weekly visit with us as the Diamondbacks take it on Houston later today. With-